Hello, it's Gabby here for you. Before we jump onto this week's podcast, I just want to let you know about two ways that you can work with me. First of all, I do one-to-one coaching and I do that via Zoom so we can jump on a Zoom call at a time to suit you. The second thing I've got for you is an online coaching course that's 12 modules that you can download straight away now. There will be a link somewhere around these podcast notes. And this is the course that I've designed and it's got everything in it that I wish I'd have known when I finished cancer treatment and I was lost. So you can download that course now and you can start working towards making this your happiest and healthiest year ever. I'd love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Take care. Bye-bye. Hello there, it's Gabby here for you. And welcome to this week's podcast from Confidence After Cancer. I hope this finds you well. This week, I'm thinking about beliefs and beliefs that support us and help us, or maybe some negative beliefs that you might be carrying around with you that are not really helping you get to where you want to be. So I'd like to start with a quote um, from Henry Ford. It's quite a well-known quote, and it's whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that quote is often used to say, well, actually, if you get fixed in a mindset that thinks that something isn't possible, then really it will never be possible for you. And that kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And I work a lot as a cancer coach helping people after treatment ends. And a lot of what I help them with is believing that they can change. Maybe they can change their mindset. Maybe they can change their diet or their lifestyle, whatever it is that they need to change in their life. Before we go to the practical things of what needs to change, we have to step right back and think about, well, what do you believe? Because before you can make any change, you need to start by believing that change is possible and it's possible for you. I am in some cancer support groups online, not my group that I run, but I'm in other groups as well. And I've seen some statements this week that really made me a bit sad. Things like, I can't have fun anymore. I am grumpy, fat and tired and there's nothing I can do. Another one was, I am nothing like the old me and she's never coming back. Somebody else said, cancer takes everything away from us. I have no interest in anything and I can't find any interest. And a similar one, I can't see the old me ever coming back. Now, I'd like to start by saying there's no judgment here. I'm not, you know, thinking anything bad about these people. I'm just incredibly sad that these cancer survivors feel like this. You know, I get it. At the end of my treatment, I was exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally, financially devastated. And for a long time, I felt like this, that my treatment had hit me like a steam train. I was left battered and scarred and going through only many pores. And so, you know, I get those feelings. I really do. And I've been through them and I've worked really, really hard to come out of the other side of that. And that's why I do the work that I do now, because I know how tough it is. I know how lonely it can be. And I know how frustrating it can be when you just can't really seem to move forward. My own personal story is that I had an overwhelming desire to get better. And at first it was very much driven by my children and my husband, Paul, They gave me the best reasons ever to regain my strength. I wasn't so much scared of dying as so much as I couldn't bear the thought of leaving them and leaving them bereaved and grieving for me. And I started, you know, very much coming from the point of view of what was best for them. I had to get better for them. And that's not untrue. Of course it was. 
But as I worked on my mental and my physical health, I realised that I deserved love, compassion and respect just as much as they did. I read a lot, and but I learned so much from Louise Hay, and I've mentioned her before, about learning to love yourself. And I realised that for much of my life, I didn't even think about myself very much and didn't even like myself very much. And I found it really difficult to show myself any self-compassion or any self-care or any inkling sometimes of even putting myself first. I just couldn't do it. It didn't seem right. It seemed selfish. Not that what I thought a good mother or a good wife or, or a good employee would do. I always tried to put other people first. So I had to, a lot of work to do on changing my beliefs and I studied to be a coach so that I can help others to do the same. And now it is my privilege to help others to move forward and get their confidence back after cancer treatment ends. But as I said, before we start with the practical, what do you need to do in your life? What do you need to change? Is it diet? Is it lifestyle? There's a whole raft of things that may or may not be appropriate for you. And coaching is very much led by the person that I'm working with. I don't just dish out a menu of this is the things that you need to do. There's no rules. It's very much listening to the person that I'm working with, understanding where they're at, meeting them where they're at, where they're starting from. But always it starts with a belief and that belief is that change is possible. In coaching terms, sometimes we call that a growth mindset. You know, I want to work with people who believe that growth is possible. Personal development is possible for them. But I also need to work with people that believe that they deserve to be happy and healthy and that the new you can enjoy life just as much as the old you and also that you can choose how your story ends you know none of us know what's around the corner I'm not saying that I haven't got a crystal ball I can't guarantee anybody good health but what I can guarantee is there's lots of tips and tools and techniques that you can use to make the most of every day and without that belief or even hope that it is possible. Change will never happen, I'm sorry to say. Okay, I'm not here to tell you that cancer is a gift, uh, because it really isn't. But your survival has given you a second chance at life. Okay, none of us can go back and change the past, but we can all change what we do today. And we can all put things in place that make sure our future self, the, the self that we've got in six months' time, a year, hopefully longer that person will thank you for the choices that you make today if you're changing your diet if you're changing your lifestyle if you're doing a little bit of exercise every day yourself in 12 months time will, will thank you for that because you will be in a very different place than if you hadn't made those changes okay so where do beliefs come from and I'm not here to blame anybody but it's interesting to be quite detached from this and try and understand it Many people have beliefs that were passed down to them from their parents or their grandparents or family or teachers or, you know, it could be somebody in your church, your elders, people that you respected. They weren't saying these things to be cruel to you. They were trying to pass on their wisdom, what they've learned of life. And sometimes, again, just as your body tries to keep you safe, the people that were looking after you probably were doing this with all good intentions. I certainly heard when I was growing up, money doesn't grow on trees. It's greedy to want to be rich. Having the life of your dreams is not realistic. And also I was quite often given examples of when rich people were bad people and who wants to be a bad person. So there was always that connotation that if you were wealthy, 
you were never really going to be a good person. You know, what do they say? It's, um, th there's a lot in the Bible as well alluding to that, that the love of money is an evil thing. So I'm not really going to touch on that today, but I'm saying I was told that having the life of your dreams is not realistic. But as I've grown older, I am now very happy to be a dreamer. Uh, something I used to get told off for when I was a child for being a daydreamer. But now I set goals and ambitions that my family would have considered unrealistic when I was growing up. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be a journalist. I was told to get real and pick something more suited to the likes of us. I grew up in a working class family and money was always scarce and I was told to set my sights lower. Okay, and again, that can sometimes be done from a place of love. It can be done from a place of, well, don't dream too big. Don't set your sights too high because you'll only set yourself up for a fall. But is that really true? Because after a lifetime of learning, <laughs> I'm only 60 now, but I've learned so much, particularly in personal development and in healthcare and mental health. I now have my own p podcast. You're listening to it now. I have a website and I have a blog. I can publish articles whenever I like. And so can you, if that's your bag. But what I'm saying is, I am a journalist now, and anyone can do that. Anyone can set themselves an ambition and think, this is what I really want to do. I want to write. I want to have a podcast. I want to be out there sharing what I've learned with people because I know that it's going to help people. It's not about look at me, how great I am. It's like, look at me, look at the tools, techniques, things that I've learned. Sometimes they've been really hard lessons, but I'm quite happy to share that with people. The point I want to make is that other people's limitations and their view of the world do not have to be your view. You can choose to have a different view and a new belief. So how would it be if you grasped that and made the next chapter of your life even better than it was before? How would it feel to believe that that is possible? Because if you're ready to embrace the next stage of your life and finally become happy and healthy, I'm here for you. That's what Confidence After Cancer is all about. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Reach out to me if there's anything at all that you want to talk about, anything that I can help you with. You know where I am. I'd love to hear from you. Have a brilliant week. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Stay sane. Take care. Bye-bye.